they're always talking about love and peace and understanding and you know the wow. dream and and they're so alive and and you know I, I've come to think I think I realize that there's something more natural about them than a lot of people just because they're outside and just because they're not plugged into a lot of electronics and they're not you know hobbled with debt and and schedules and having to get up before dawn to go to stupid work to drive three hours it's horrible it's horrible the way people are living mm -hmm. you know and it's not the way uh, this country was intended and I still believe in this country because that's all we've got. You know, the, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, we can't just dump those. That's all we've got. I, but I want you to know I love my any anarchist friends, but I am not an anarchist because that has a very bad label. And well there's a lot of things in, in our movement that have a very bad label that have been poisoned by other people, you know, which were good in the, the things were good in the first place. but. Uh, they got twisted around. Well, we're practicing our First Amendment rights right here, so feel free. Our right of speech, the press, the impress, and what it is we can put out there. Uh, we would, we're not, we're, 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 we're excited to practice our First Amendment, our First Amendment rights, to yeah. just to do that. So welcome, Joan. Yes, freedom well, of assembly. Well, I came back to uh, Hate Street after being gone for about four months. And, and I was just shocked at the, the, the change that had taken place. Now, I could be wrong, you know, maybe these people come back, but this time I think it's different. Uh, this whole magic was happening over there. And then when I came back, the kids were gone. The park had five, eight cameras put up around the, the beautiful pond where they all used to hang out. And, um, and they had been chased away. I heard that three dogs were actually shot as they were trying to arrest these kids for, you know, sitting on the sidewalk or, or um, drinking or panhandling or camping, these kinds of, uh, you know, quality, life quality But remember these are the winter months. This is a time where a lot of these kids uh, are heading, they have that, since they, they, they live they live on the pack on their back of that, they can go down south, they can go to warmer climes, and I'm still, I believe that many of them are there, whether they be in Mexico, or whether they be wherever they happen to be, and, uh, and they'll be back as, as it warms up, wait and see. This may be true, may but, be true. you know, they're afraid to lose their dog, they're afraid, they lose all their belongings when the police stop them, a lot of them. Uh, they also get their stuff ripped off, but you know this is the place. This is the hippie capital of the world. This belongs to us in some way, in a spiritual way. There, there aren't other. I mean, there are other places that might be similar, but you know, this is this is a focal point and for, be back. for that movement. Well, yeah, they a might lot be, of back, will be back. But and that's and that's the banner you fly is helping the, helping put the message out. In fact, you have in front of you part of your book. Is that right? Yes, I do. And I'd love to hear you uh, uh, read something. I think you already have it picked out. And that will be definitely, how do we say that, food for thought. I will. But I wanted to talk about how it felt to come back 
I want to tell that story, if that's okay. I, mean, I, mean, I had okay. it written down, please, but please that section exam. I didn't bring with me. I okay, thought well I had you the whole book, but I didn't. That's why I um, but, uh, but tell your stories. This is, I, I just said this is free speech. Go ahead. Uh, uh. All right. When, when I came back, the, I looked down the street. There was hardly anyone there. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And, and it was partly because the McDonald's closed down. And that McDonald's restaurant, as much as a lot of us don't like fast food, it was the only place where they could get warm and, and get out of the rain and, and buy something for a reasonable price to eat and a warm drink. And without it, it, it's just made it a lot harder. And then the cameras, and then I found out about the cameras, that there's eight of them put up all around where they all used to sit and, and visit and and have their community and there's nobody out there there was nobody it was so strange you know even on a beautiful warm day nobody's sitting on the grass and and another thing is uh, there's some beautiful pillars at the end of the street that were painted rainbow colors we call them the rainbow stairs and uh, purple on each side big pillars and, and there were trees uh, evidently before I got there I, I didn't notice before I left on my trip but there used to be trees where they used to sit underneath. So they cut the trees, uh, they put up a no loitering sign, and now they're planning to paint the steps brown, all of them. And I don't know, I just feel that it's a magic that, that we want to hold on to. It's, it's something valuable. It's, it's beyond just a fad or even a historical event. In my opinion, the the things that these kind of people teach, uh, you know, the long-haired hippie with the peace signs, even with short hair, I'm not saying they have to look the same, but that, that mentality, it's what saves planets. This planet is in a whole lot of trouble. Everybody knows that. I mean, the surveillance alone is nightmarish. I don't want to live in Orwell's world. And what have we got to, to unite people, to turn them on, to give them hope? You know, when I would see these kids and go out and talk to them, it made me feel better. It, it often made me feel better. You know, they know how to do things. They know how to build things. They know how to fix things. Uh, they know how to survive. You know, a lot of us are becoming more and more helpless as the machines take over and the jobs and the debt takes over and... You know, we're separated from our loved ones and our communities, and we're each in little cubicles. It's not a normal way for human beings to live. Um, and yet people are so good, they're not that violent. There's not that many weirdos as they want us to believe. And, you know, I'm seeing how hard they try to frighten us and make us afraid of our fellow man. Um, and I'm saying also a point which hasn't been driven very much, that uh, what the hippies believe in, cooperation, forgiveness, uh, that people are basically good, that's exactly what Jesus taught. That's what those ch churches should be teaching instead of the horrible, awful stuff that Paul the Apostle added to the Bible, which is full of stuff Jesus did not teach, and it's it's really nasty. It, it um, it says, slaves obey your masters, uh, uh, obey every ordinance of man, uh, that's Peter. Uh, women are horrible, you're horrible, you're accursed, you're born in sin. All that stuff was added, unbelievable. And so we're finding these people who don't think they're guilty and, and evil and born in sin and everything, and man in, his natural st in its natural state um, is pretty cool. 66. 
I was down here in San Francisco first in 1957, North Beach, Beatniks we were soon called, and then 1966, back to help kick off the hippie, the hippie movement at the very beginning. So mm. I see, we see that there's been the rise and fall. There's been people called, they're called the Cold Street Neighbors. They're the ones who most, we had a soup kitchen. Did you hear the soup kitchen where everybody would come to eat oh, together? Oh yeah, I heard about and that. Monday through, uh, through uh, Tuesday through Friday. Every uh, every day, everybody would come together and eat together. Oh, that's a lot. Well, that's a lot of work. Tuesday it was. Well, I was a volunteer on Thursdays and kind of maitre d'. We had volunteers. We had people who loved doing it. We had amazing donations of food. We got well, through the Department of Agriculture and all that. Tuesday through Friday. And then Monday, you could go to All Saints Church. This is the 70s. Mm. From the 70s into the 80s. And then they All Saints Church on Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday, Food Not Bombs would serve, right there at the end of eight, where the park begins. And that very stomping ground you're talking about. Oh, that's really cool. The stomp cool. has gone on. That's why I said people will come by. Rainy weather is a, a chance to leave San Francisco if you can, and people do, but many people do come back. But I'm more concerned, though, about how they make laws giving some people a $1,000 fine for feeding the homeless. That's what I'm about. concerned about laws saying you cannot live in your car or in a tiny well, house well, when, when you know, they're kicking so many people out with these impossible rents all over the whole country, not only San Francisco. You know, how are we going to stop this? How, how can we not be victims to, uh, you know, uh, financial entities that want to make the laws to tailor their, their profit? And, and, and suffer so much, you know, how it's many not like people... An alternative either. Well, we better well, begin to we build have to an find alternative. an alternative. It, it's on us. It's on what we're doing right here on a Friday afternoon to put that out there, wherever we are, to begin to connect to one another and let it emerge, that's what I say. Mm. I say and whatever, whether it be the, the liberal wing of the Democratic Party, all the way to anarchists, we're all in this together. I like Elizabeth Warren for president. I said... Uh, uh, months ago, I said, that's my candidate. Now I see she's running. And I think it's time. It's the time of the woman. I'm all for it. I'm a Democrat, and I think all of us should unite behind one party. That's my well, personal well, well, opinion. People Not always like popular, but that's, that's what I think. I don't see how else we can swing anything. You know, well, people are <laughs> going to do what they're going to do. Hopefully, we have the Women's March. Uh, but mention that again. That's true. I, um, I, the Women's March is going to be next Saturday, January 19th, here in San Francisco and around the country. Uh, I interviewed one of the co-founders and the co-chair of Women's March San Francisco today on Women's Magazine. So that podcast is up. So the January 11th, 2019 podcast for Women's Magazine. That's going to be huge. And um, it's going to be huge. huge. And, and so uh, there'll be a rally at 1130 at Civic Center followed by a march down uh, Market Street to the Embarcadero starting at 1.30 p.m. And they have a huge slate of speakers uh, bringing together. Um, so the, the theme this year is the women's wave. Um, so uh, the first year it was women's, uh, women's March, uh, Hear Our Voices. Second year it was Hear Our Vote. First we march, now we run. And now with the election of over two 125 women around the country, um, not only uh, the 100 and like 17 that were elected to Congress, um, but uh, gov governorships, um, uh, local elections all, all around the country has been a, a wave of success, uh, successful women candidates who have stepped up. Um, and so 
the Women's March of uh, D.C., that particular group have formed what they're calling the wi a, women, a women's platform that they're going to be pu pushing and pursuing in Washington, D.C., to not only obviously get all of these women who've been elected, who have just been sworn in, but to, to continue to work with them and to continue to push forward agendas that include everybody in society and take into account those who are uh, less fortunate in a system that benefits, you know, those who get in line and, um, you know, try to be greedy. So I, I, I really do see that there's a shift um, in the hearts and minds and now actually in elected um, you know, offices um, across the country. And I'm excited by the amount of energy that people are pouring into this right now, because it's not, it's not just a, a sound bite anymore. You know, I, I think part of the reason why we're in the mess we're in is because sure there were elected officials but you know you maybe you'd vote maybe you didn't and then they'd go into office and then nobody would ever say anything to them again except a few you know loud constituents um and and right now it's 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 many loud constituents and so i feel like we're moving towards a more accountable um type of structure um people are ignited and um so yeah, uh, come on out to the Women's March next Saturday, the 19th. Rain or shine, it was pouring the first it year. It was. I st I'm still coughing from <laughs> that time two years ago. Oh, gee. Oh, <laughs> and, no. And I was wearing this color. That's why I wear this. This is my protest pink. Oh, protest yeah, that's, pink. That's what it yeah, is. if you if you've oh, never. I know. We're here on the radio. We wish you could see Joan yeah, Rivard. She's so colorful. People get flashes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyway. so you're and a lot of your writing is on your website peacedrums.org. Yes, yes mm -hmm. it is. Oh, I appreciate that. What ra what did what selection did you bring today? Pieces I can read. I thought I was going to read my my stories about getting back to the hate, but I'll read these others that came earlier when the kids was all still there. There's still some there, there just aren't as many. There'll be back, I mean there'll be more back <laughs> come spring. The Rainbow Gathering is going to be in Minnesota this year. So you're going to see people begin to flow up here, go up north of Portland, across to Seattle, and then across the country to the Lake Superior, to the, really the Superior National Forest. So that's yeah. going to be happening, too. They were so but wonderful. we want to hear from you. All right. Making friends on Haight Street. That was just one of my little experiences as I got here and met, met all these people. I find it hard to just walk down Hate Street if I'm in a hurry because there's uh, just too many things to see and people to meet. The beautiful buildings and exotic shops, the art murals covering so many of the walls are enough to slow you down. But more than anything, it's the people who are irresistible, many of them unusually friendly because of what this place represents. The house free, that's what I called it, the nomads, are always willing to start a conversation, whether you give them any money or not. Without being plugged into electronics, meeting people is their form of free entertainment. The benches in front of the Hate Street Grocery are a good place to sit, where tourists and the house free can interact in a meeting of worlds. There's often a knot of people blocking the sidewalk there, and two or three leashed road dogs lying down in the planters next to the benches, where well-groomed paying customers sit next to untamed wild nomads and enjoy conversations. The nice thing about the organic grocery store is that it lets people sit there without buying anything. I sat down in the sun and watched a conservative-looking man having a good time giving away chocolate to the nomadic young people. His hat had a rainbow on it, and he seemed so excited about the encounter. You could tell he was going to tell the folks back home about it. <laughs> 
I met the group blocking the sidewalk, a girl and two guys going to Pennsylvania with two bikes and five dogs. The boy had a small dog riding in his shoulder, on his shoulders and another slung into his shirt. The two leashed big brown dogs rested in the planter and a smaller dog, the mother of the two littlest dogs, oh, with, with that. We had a rousing discussion about religion and politics, which is permitted on the hate, unlike at family gatherings. We all agreed with everything each other said. <laughs> we exchanged poetry. I'd like to point out that just because young people travel together doesn't mean they are romantically involved or intimate. There are so many reasons why it's better to travel with someone rather than traveling alone. A young woman on the road is certainly much safer with a male escort and a couple of dogs than she would be alone. A traveling partner can watch your stuff or watch your dog when you need to go somewhere or go into a store. They can tell your family or friends if something happens to you and you need help. In so many ways, traveling with a partner can help with the work of survival, as well as providing the companionship which human tribes are designed for. Most of us feel scared alone in the forest. Then they and, and their dogs left to go to Pennsylvania, and I continued on up the street until I stood in front of the amazing tie-dye emporium at Hayden Masonic. All, all around are unique buildings and decorations, but this one stands out with its big rounded pillars painted in rainbow colors. The store sells nothing but tie-dye. Walking into it is an experience, surrounded by the brightest colors and designs imaginable and stuff hanging from the ceiling. I met a smiling, white-haired woman in, in the back who said Jesus was a feminist and told me about an epiphany she had about a synchronized time in life. I bought a blue tie-dyed top hat for a princely sum. Out on the street, there was a young man wheeling an old man in a wheelchair near the bus stop near to, next to Whole Foods. We had a beautiful, he had a beautiful Christ-like look on his face, framed by medium-length, thin, dark blonde hair. He was very thin. They were not related, but the younger man was taking care of him tenderly. It was easy to start a conversation, and soon I was reading something I wrote to them, and the old man was pulling out of his backpack something he wrote that he wanted to read to me. Then he timidly asked if I could help them get something to eat. I could tell they really needed it and gave them some money, hoping it would buy them something at McDonald's. At McDonald's, I met a girl with nine alien tattoos. A guy walked in, immediately started talking about God. See, it's kind of random. I just meet all these people. Thank you. A guy walked in, immediately started talking about God, energy, and aliens. He knew a lot. He said, laughing, that he likes his independence and would tell a girl, I may not be Mr. Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. <laughs> then I met two girls, one with dreadlocks and one with turquoise hair. We read poems and had a good talk about hate street magic. You could see they were homeless, but like so many others, they said they were happy. Then I joined a group of youths sitting on the curb of the planter next to Whole Foods. We discussed life and shared poems, shouting to overcome the noise of traffic going by. And that's that one. Oh, that's, yeah, that's delightful, <laughs> don't you think? You really captured. Yeah. It's a walk on 8th Street. 
the cast of characters, what's it about? And he, he would speak of Hate Street. He would, he would be Sapphire Whitaker, Sapphire. Hey, uh, Hate hey, Street. Hey, hey. Shout out there. Shout out to Hate Street. Uh, uh, everything in Hate Street, bound and about, looking beautiful each day. The war is not going to take the young kid, and we're very happy about that. Amen. And, and be good to you and you to others. Amen. I love you, Dad. Thank right. you, Sapphire. Yeah, Sapphire. She's on Hate Street every day. You see her there. Anyways, there's something else you'd like to read. I would like to if you want me to. Maybe another one. Yeah, read another like one. That. What do you think, This one is called a true... Uh, do you mind? I hope okay, we got time. Okay, there's a true more. love story. Okay. On another morning walk, I ran into a somewhat disheveled 20-something young man with short blonde dreadlocks, and we sat on a stairway of one of the row houses and talked. The lady who lived there was nice when she came out to go to work, greeting us with a smile as she stepped over my satchel and sleeping, no, my, oh, I guess I had it with me, so I didn't sleep there. Okay, <laughs> I had it with me because I slept uh, at uh, an artist friend of mine's that I sometimes can crash there if it's cold instead of my truck when I go there. I don't live in my truck, I just uh, would go there and spend the weekend. Okay. Um, that was a little confusing. She declined my offer to move them. I said, "Can I, you want me to move the stuff? She said, no. You, you could tell this was San Francisco. This young man I met, he started telling me how much he was in love with his wife. They were high, they were high school sweethearts named Darian and Adrian. He said, I don't know what she sees in me to choose to stay out here with me. He said they had two children who lived with his mom. He said the state took the, their first baby at delivery, though there was no pot in his system, only some in the mom. Then they took the second one, even though there was no pot found in either the baby or the mother. He said his wife was really upset about it, and don't get me started. I think that's one of the most horrible losses of liberty that we've got, that we cannot hold on to our children if we're poor or if we are in a custody battle. Same thing, you know, a bunch of lawyers can't hold on to your little infants. That is a gigantic loss of liberty. He talked openly and without embarrassment about his relationship with God. Echoing something the house free have expressed to me before, he said, I love this life. I met God out here. He said, I'm doing the work for him. He takes care of me. All he asks is that I spread love and respect. It was amazing that he still felt that way because I found out they'd just had all their stuff confiscated by the rangers the day before. They'd slept on the ground in the park last night without their tent and sleeping bags. The thing he was saddest about was his guitar. With that, he'd been able to make a little money as a street musician. They'd found an old shag rug to sleep in and had spent a very cold night. He said that when their stuff was taken, they hadn't even left their camp, but were sitting just a few yards away. See, the rangers come and take all their stuff if they don't take their tents down immediately. Like, I don't know what time or if right when the sun comes up or something. I don't know. I think it's 7 a.m. I'd like to find out. But if they leave their stuff, their stuff is often gone. Uh, everything, you know, their diaries, their backpack, their tent, their sleeping bag. They just put it in the back of a cart and drive off. When they came back, everything was gone. The rangers must have been very quiet. He said, attachment leads to suffering. <laughs> he said it was okay to lose things because someone else might need them. 
but he admitted that since sleeping on the ground, he felt a pain in his left side. He asked for nothing and seemed to minimize his many challenges. I gave him a packaged dinner I happened to have in my satchel, which had been given away by a charity group at the horseshoe the evening before. I went to Goodwill to buy him a blanket or sleeping bag, but they didn't have any. We had to settle for a curtain panel and a bright red Christmas tablecloth, which might be better than nothing. He wondered again why his wife stayed with him out here. Then he told me that when they got married, the minister seemed in a hurry and rushed through the ceremony. He said he wished it had lasted longer. Then we went to Whole Foods, where I used my card to get him a little money in cash, which he tried to refuse. Sitting on the benches outside Whole Foods, we shared the gentrified cookies I had to buy to use the card. A well-groomed couple walked by, obviously not of the same class as the dirty kids. They called themselves dirty kids. Mm -hmm. Panhandling nearby with their dogs. My friend said to the man, I like your jacket. <laughs> I laughed at the thought of this grubby, slightly overweight guy with dreadlocks telling this elite-looking guy that he liked his fashion sense. He said, I like to give people compliments. It makes their day. He told me how one day he asked God for just one cigarette, and within minutes he found a whole pack lying on the ground. He said, why would he care about just me? He said, you have to learn to live with joy in your heart. I know from my conversations with him that it pains him to see us in pain. He said that he'd seen God. It was easy for me to see what his wife saw in him. Wonderful, the writing is exquisite. Thank you. The word that comes just came in spontaneously because your words are well chosen. Bang, 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 and your use is just uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Joan and it. Joan Rivard. So again, check out peacedrums.org uh, for some more happy of her writing. Birthday. Oh and yeah, happy I, just, I yeah. turned seventy. What? Yeah, happy you birthday. didn't know. It was seventy. It was my seventieth birthday. Happiest wow. birthday. A yes. septuagenarian. I'm a septuagenarian, <laughs> if I can pronounce it. <laughs> I like, I like well, that I'm word. I'm a octogenarian, so yeah. there you are. Yes. I call Dave a, I call Dave a rocktogenarian. Oh. It's, I well, guess we're, it's really not that funny. We're my head. <laughs> we are. Just, uh, we are, we are. It's so we good are not extinct, though. Yeah, it's so good <laughs> to have you and whatever help we give you getting that better. Because what you do is important work, Joan, up there, and bringing the, the, the people together and feeling full of the spirit, bringing the spirit, letting them know you appreciate them and what they do. Thank you. Thank you very much. You appreciate them and what they do. So, Val, t tomorrow... Yeah, tomorrow. We're going to have a spin-off, which is a, a book party, <laughs> for your book. Tell us a bit about it. Well, it's uh, it's my book release party for San Francisco. A better place hey, than you can And, um, you know, the book came out in September, so uh, it's it's been a slow release. <laughs> it's time release. It's time release. It's a time release. Um, so it's going to be really fun. It's going to be from 8 to 10 right here at Mutiny Radio. And at the corner of 21st and Florida. What is the address here, Val? We are at 2781 21st Street. All right, 2781 21st Street. Mm -hmm. And um, so Mia Byrne, who is a singer-songwriter, has laid down some tracks that we're going to use. 
um, in between some of the poems and during the end when I'm signing books there will be like kind of a block of her um, and, and that we'll ma that makes it a double debut because we're debuting your yeah, book we're, Ordinary we're debuting Villains. some new songs from Mia Byrne mm -hmm. um, and so uh, a, a lot of poets um, who have been important in putting this book together uh, have agreed to show up and do some poems and um, I have Lourdes Figueroa and Thea Matthews and Lauren Ito and the fantastic Global Val Ibarra are going to be helping me out with my feature part of the evening. Um, and then I've got uh, my editor, Natasha Dennerstein, is going to put in an appearance. So cool. Yeah, it is so cool. And she was she really whipped me into shape let me tell you what like she's a good editor and like you know who wants an easy editor like let's just be clear about that <laughs> um it it provides an amazing she provided me an amazing opportunity uh to really like grow my work as a poet on the page so i can't wait to hear what she brings and how the poems connect to one another as well um, you know, I I did most of that. Um, she really she pushed me in in a lot of the page work, like the structure of it. She was actually really happy about that because <laughs> I I spent uh, about a year and a half working on that manuscript. So um, that part that part was pretty set. But yeah, she she was great. Um, I, let's see, I have let's see, Natasha Dennerstein is coming. Jennifer Barone is coming, and Ingrid Keir. Wonderful hostesses of the word party. Yep, the wonderful hostesses of the word party. Um, and we've got Tongo Eisen Martin coming, who blurbed the back of the book, as well as Kim Shuck. And my old friend, Charlie Getter. <laughs> so... Um, those are those are folks who are who are making an appearance and it's gonna be a live show so show up if you can but if you can't you can live stream it and if if that's just too late for you then you can download it as a podcast sometime oh. after and anytime you want so that's what's neat that's right yeah, yeah. And, and and thank you Val for having the idea oh I'm I'm excited I'm, I'm it's pumped pretty neat. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, EK's, you know, sounds really mellow right now, but um, it's going to be a pretty exciting night. Um, really, I'm a ball of nerves. EK, I'll help welcome people. Welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be gathering here um, just very close to the 8 o'clock hour, so um, about, about a quarter to 8, because there is going to be another show happening right before it, but here pretty much in the studio part so we'll be able to come in and and uh but if you, if you show up by about 10 till um quarter to eight so we can make sure everybody who uh can fit in one of the seats um come in and get a seat there'll be some standing room as well yeah and then uh eight o'clock um we go live and so it'll be a 
a really cool book release party that'll be live on mutinyradio.fm and then as a podcast in the archive there's a special section on, on our archives called friends of mutiny where we have uh, special events uh, such as this and so um, that's where it will be posted and, and once that once that all happens i'll be sure to let people know through social media um, where they can find that link etc yeah. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. As your book is awesome. And, uh, Thanks, Val. And we're going to have a good time. Well, let's hear a bit, let's hear a bit from it. Let's see how brown that would be today. And I'd oh, well, if we want to hear a bit from it. Uh, well, I mean, let's hear a bit of what you'd like to do. Well, yeah, I'm so I was, I, was, I was thinking that, that I would actually, you know, it's kind of a gray day here in San Francisco. That's We've true, got true, a little bit true. of... A little bit of rain falling from the sky. The skies are this deepening gray as the sun sets. Um, so I have kind of a gray poem, but it's not about San Francisco. It's about Houston, and uh, that's where I'm from. And this is called "The Astrodome Has Its Own Weather." No one escapes Texas stereotypes. People always interrogate my lack of hick accent, backward politics, and family ranch, but they never ask me about baseball. It's not in the stereotype's DNA, like boots or barbecue. The Astros are our team. Dad liked to sit in the bleachers, the cheap seats, way, way out in left field, or in the gray layer of the Astrodome, where nobody liked to sit, halfway up the orange rainbow. The eighth wonder still wears an internal jersey, layer by layer, stadium seats monochromed to match the home team, except the gray layer. Tickets were cheap or free for school groups and scouts and such, because its failure to orange dampens your feelings about whatever you're witnessing. In the gray layer, a grand slam home run earns some applause, and it occurs to you that there won't be a line for the bathroom right now, as the pigeons and the grackle swirl, disturbing the wispy clouds that always form at the top, just before it rains inside the dome. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it really does rain in there. I, I'm not making that up. Like it's big enough to have its own weather. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a big room. Wow, that was a really cool piece. I. Thanks. Really took took me on a journey. That's where they, they put the people from Hurricane Katrina, yeah. right? Um, that was the Superdome in New Orleans, right? But which is actually, I think, bigger than the Astrodome. I think they're trying to still figure out what to do with it because games aren't the Astros have a. Well, it's not new anymore, but the Astros have a different stadium, mm-hmm. and. Um, Although they seem to be back to the orange jerseys again. Well, (laughs) as you were reading about it, it reminded me of going to Giants games at Candlestick Park when I was little because I come from a family of, like, sports fans, and I 
brothers and uh, my both of my parents were big sports fans. So little Val, you know, when when no, I never had a babysitter. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, we're going to the game, and like you know, everybody's excited except me because we would sit in those really high, really cheap, mm-hmm. and very cold seats. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, apparently so. Thank you, Bloodflower. He <laughs> said it builds character. I, thank you. I maybe so. Oh, I didn't mean for you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just complaining all this time later. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's true. It's well, part of the fabric. Oh, sorry, Dave. A variety of literary experience, including long form nonfiction and poetry. And so it's getting gray. It's going to go up. But here we're still here. So EK, that'll be the, that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, at 8, 8 to 10 p.m. Right. Is it going to be? Is there going to be um, snacks too? There will be no snacks. It, <laughs> it's quite late. People should definitely take care of of those needs. Is that what also, okay. just to remind people, Mutiny Radio, if you're coming, is a no alcohol venue. Oh, you can so you know, don't 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 bring that around. Um, and uh, yeah, there won't be any food or yeah. Pe- people should have dinner before and <laughs> yeah, it's Saturday night. Eat and some it's dinner. It's Saturday night in the Come mission, so we can there. figure it out afterwards. Yeah, and don't bring any don't bring any crinkly snacks either. This is a live podcast. Oh, right. If you've ever been to Mutiny Radio, you'll know that if somebody's out there on the stage and and uh, and you're in the room having a conversation on the side, and then there's a crinkle, and then there's crinkle, <laughs> and then I hear and then I hear other people's conversations while someone's performing up there. So um, we will. Re- I will, I will kindly remind our, our guests that show up tomorrow um, to uh, refrain from such distracting activity. <laughs> yes, <coughs> indeed. You want to work together. the door, Dave? I will. All right. <laughs> awesome. You, I'll, I'll be at the boards. Okay, you'll it's be free. At the board. Now you so can come in here and I sit with me. Food for the body out there, food for the mind and the spirits are right here. There you the go. Right here. Mind and spirit. That it could be. Right now. For the body, mind, and spirit. Put the body out there. Put the mind and spirit. Right here. I'm looking at now. All it's right. going to be amazing. food for thought. Can I read one of EK's poems? Of course. I would I'd like be to read honored, one too. Val. Thank you. So this is a fun little poem that's in Ordinary Villains uh, that I won't be reading tomorrow. I don't know if this is. Uh, it's a fun poem. It's called Dating Poets. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> How many times will I learn the same lesson? Dating poets is kissing guys who haven't come out yet. Dating poets is fucking sensitive on the inside art thugs. Dating poets is dancing with drama queens. And really, they're all the same. Like that forlorn birdie asking steam shovels, are you my mother? My grandmother says of old men cruising the bridge club scene. He's looking for a nurse and a purse. Nana, it's the same as dating poets. (laughs) Maybe that's the fate of poets. Not lucky enough to die young, to linger at the snack bar waiting for cards to fold, hoping to find the right woman with the right dead husband. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, my f- grandmother really did say that. She I was like, he's looking for a nurse and a purse. Cause they were always after her, those old men. Do you want me to pick one for you, Dave? Okay, you got it. Let me let me flip through here and get you get you one. That's, See, this is kind of a fun thing about having 
a book is well in general like just people reading my poems to me like my cousin was reading some of my poems to me on the phone the other day and I really enjoyed it <laughs> and I want to say it's a beautiful book it's a beautiful book too thanks Dave it's published by Nomadic Press Nomadic and they're uh, they're local in Oakland they're our neighbors across and the bay and the artist who did the cover art is Arthur um, Ar- yeah, Artie? Arthur Johnstone he yeah. is also an Oakland artist and yeah, I'm pretty wow. pleased with the cover. Well, I'm going to read a poem. It takes more than coffee to wake uh, me up. It takes more than coffee to wake me up. My breakfast cereal has a concentration of radiation that I just can't swallow. And somewhere, just pa- past the hollow of my throat, I hold in screams. I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. But no one listens to children. Not now, not then, not later. It's not just canaries that have stopped singing, like stool pigeons, whistleblowers, shoulder in the dark. Wait, it's not just canaries that have stopped singing, like stool pigeons. Whistleblowers shudder in the dark. I can see the future as a blinker yesterday that that has taken the proper precautions to prevent tomorrow. I can see the future as a blinker yesterday that has taken the proper precautions to prevent tomorrow. So when your gut starts to ache, there's nothing to take. It's just your intuition in conversation with your conscience. So when your gut starts to ache, there's nothing to take. It's just your intuition in conversation with your conscience. Uh-huh. Thank you, Bill. Well, look who's here. It's been a while. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so E.K. Keith, <coughs> Ordinary Villains, published by Nomadic Press, book release party right here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Oh, my. And uh, we my hope goodness. you'll join us tomorrow evening. That's Saturday the 12th from 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, Blood Flower. Get, a, get closer to a mic, okay? Yeah, but we do. We do. Maybe you can use that one right there. Put in your pocket. Mhm. I see you have in your hand the the city is already speaking. Ah, you're not reading from that psych out. Thank you. <laughs> <coughs> that's that's that. Now that's blood flower form there. I see. I'm you. No, like you got another so friend just came in. Um, I'm so lazy that I didn't bring the magazine that the poem is in. <laughs> They don't have to know that. They can't see Which was in, um, well, I got a bone to pick with those people anyway. Um, uh, um, The poem that I'm going to read was originally published in uh, a forum magazine recently. Um, And it is entitled, appropriately enough, Sonnet for E.K. Keith. Kindly grant me 
an earthly indulgence. Wed this solemn trance and these weary bones together in whiskey to drown out the cries of the victims in the nightly orgies of progress. Kindly grant me a protection from the voluptuous attentions of the underfed and the overloved. Shelter me from the ills of public worship. Free me from the belly of this mystery fish. Cough me up on dry land already with the undertow far behind me. Grant me the steadiness of my fiery limbs as I stand on this sacred cement that lies beneath me. As the underground dragon rumbles, tranced out on the corner of 19th and Mission, the entire barrio seems gripped in an occult fever. Thank you. <laughs> Have fun tomorrow night. You know what? You know why? Because I like a challenge. I when I originally you were the one that started me writing them, because <laughs> no for real because you you asked me Dan Dan Brady was having a colonoscopy, and he said pick a poet to read at Sacred Grounds. This was like the anniversary of Summer Love, and you asked me to come along, and I read a piece from memory, then my sonnets, then another piece from memory. And we were driving home and you were like, you really ought to work on those sonnets, Bloodflower. <laughs> and that's, that's the just, to just. You've done uh, very well. Uh, after that, the deluge. But, no, and then I talked to um, a, a poet that I really like, uh, but I can't remember her name. Uh, Dan's, Dan's girlfriend there. Uh, Wendy Walters? No, 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 no. Uh, piano Fight. Dan and, and Jennifer, Barone. Jennifer Barone. I was at a reading with Jennifer Barone one time, and she was like, what are you writing, Bloodflower? And I said, well, I'm, I'm writing sonnets. And she's like, those are really hard to write. <laughs> and I said, well, that's why I'm doing it. Why would I want to do the easy thing? Right. So thank well, you, you. You write a mean sonnet, Bloodflower. Thank, sure thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm sorry to hear about what we talked about before i'm uh, you have my deepest sympathy and have fun everybody it's good it's good to be here with everybody today and i see we have one more guest who showed up i see mr zealous out there um uh, maybe were you blood flower maybe you want to go check in with him for a second i mean you know i just have to talk oh yeah absolutely absolutely are you going to do um, I can try. What's what? What are you thinking about? Okay. Uh, what song? Limited. Yeah. All right. We'll see. See what happens. I mean, there's like first issue. There's, it's like that's an album or g the band. Oh, it should just say it, just, it should just say public image, like the song. Okay, well, I'm gonna try it. Okay, well, there we go. Let's see what happens here. We don't know, which is the fun part.
Alexa, play Leon Bridges. China, I'll be over here with my Nike, made cheap and dirty. Burning mercury filled coal to generate electricity to run international corporation factories. You see, I don't see government, all right? I see captured oversight at work. Meanwhile, over here, everyone's looking for work. Okay, I'm not up here to just rant and swear and complain about it. What do you want to do about it? The situation, empathy indicates we are in. Both the bones out, you say? Well, we did see the burn they done to Bernie. Political establishment, regardless of party. A sign out. Insiders only. Otherwise, who will legislate for big money? Corporate welfare. Infinite subsidy. Pentagon wild. Budget increases into perpetuity. But I digress. What is to be done? Is it the abnegation of this toxic? Fascination, we call self-preservation. The self-interested self. Self-enclosing self. uh, self way of thinking. Leading to the conceit there even is such a thing as your heir is not my heir. Hmm. We're all in the same boat now. Of this toxic self-interest, mm. 
Do we find the real? The real. That is the selfless, the mm, thought-free existence. That is mm, the empathy. Deep as the sea. Are we all there? One atmosphere. Thanks, Bloodflower, for being on piano. And James Ellis, that was a new-ish, that was a new poem. That was a new original James Ellis. That was exciting as we try to connect uh, the whole world, as we are all connected, even though it seems very separate at times. Um, I went to the nightlife at the Academy last night, and I went to the planetarium show called Habitat Earth. And let me tell you, sitting in a, like a 3D dome room where they're showing like the whole food chain and supply chain of energy throughout the planet, and then reminding us humans that you know we actually do a lot of damage on that on that front. Let's remember how connected we are. So, um, thank you all for being a part of Common Thread Collective and uh, Women's Magazine this fine day. It is 1-1-1-2019, and uh, I want to thank my guest from Women's Magazine, Sophia Andari, who is the co-chair and co-founder of Women's March San Francisco next Saturday the 19th, 11.30 a.m. at Civic Center and 1.30 p.m. Uh, March from Civic Center to the Embarcadero. Check out womensmarchbayarea.org. Uh, they could use volunteers and donations and all that stuff um, to let people come together uh, for the Women's Wave. And also, I want to thank um, our really fantastic, charming guest uh, who was here earlier for Common Thread Collective, uh, Lorenzo Lucchese, who is a high school senior and has written four books and is an accordion master, um, a really cool, uh, very smart kid, um, young young fellow uh, and, and artist here. Uh, you might catch his accordion act sometimes in North Beach, but also he's published four books, so go ask for Lorenzo's books at um, Dog-Eared Books and uh, Adobe, and you can also find them on Amazon. Um, so thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show today. Uh, I'm going to read a little poem that I wrote just this week. <coughs> I wake up in the same bed as all of my neighbors on the train. Some of them wear pretty fancy pajamas or they wake up with makeup. Most of them seem to be plugged in to the machine. They dress in dark suits under bright lights to remain subdued, thrashing through the time-space of tunnels, funneling their fears of poverty nightmares tucked into a winter coat, clutching their tumblers of hot tonic like a comfort bear so they don't feel so alone with the rat racing in their mind. <coughs> it's That's heavy. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. I might read it tomorrow. 
Cool. We'll see. <laughs> Come on out to EK Keats book release party tomorrow night here at Mutiny Radio. Friends of Mutiny special podcast live show 8 to 10 p.m. January 12th. Uh, peace, y'all. Uh, we love you. Um, thanks for joining us and sticking with us all this time. And uh, it is our first show of, J- of 2019. Our next show will be the fourth Friday, which is January 25th. Um, so we hope that you join us again two weeks from now. Um, just so you know that that's, that's pretty much going to be our mo um from now on common thread collective will be here on the second and fourth fridays of the month so put that on your calendar and um hope that you can come and join us sometime peace and we love you Linda.
Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. 
FM. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. <laughs> don't know anything about it. Sorry. All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said T- that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. And illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July, magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky, volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England, fresh shreds of snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes, Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as the Hoi Ho.
You haven't met yourself yet, but the advantage to meeting others in the meantime is that one of them may present you to yourself. Can you feel your body? Examine the nature of everything you observe. For instance, you might find yourself walking through a dream and yes, those are dream feet inside of your dream shoes, part of your dream. Stuff. And so, 
the person that you appear to be in the dream cannot be who you I'm on a mission of mercy. I got to testify. You lost your emotions. You are
Daddy be the garbage man. My legs are stumpy, my fingers are short. Like my uncle Will, who's the bowling sport. My eyes are slanty like Mr. Wu. Hey, Mr. Laundry Man, is it you? I'm ugly as Steve with a big mustache. My mama says clothes are a piece of trash. Wild. Ain't that something wild? 